and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hello, I'm Pat Malone, and I'd like to welcome you to The Church in the Home, where we share the light of God's Word from our home to you. I know the truth of God's Word, and I believe what I heard, yeah, yeah. I believe what I heard. I believe what I heard, so I'm standing on the Word of God. Okay, well, we've been talking about Jesus Christ, and I started to really think about Jesus Christ. You know, in my house, a lot of times I'll say to the kids, treat each other like Jesus Christ would treat you, you know, and we want to be treated and to treat others in that way. Um, and you start to think, okay, well, how did Jesus Christ treat people? What does that really mean? Because Jesus Christ was a perfect man, and none of us are or will ever be perfect. But that doesn't mean that we can't strive to live up to the example every day that Jesus Christ set for us. And as you're reading through the Bible, especially the Gospels, you really see the heart of Jesus Christ. And you see that he always did the will of his Father. We know that. In the Bible, it says that he came to make his Father known and that Jesus Christ always did the will of his Father. So we know when we are acting like Jesus Christ that we're blessing God because we're doing God's will. And you see in the Bible the way that Jesus Christ cared for people, for the people who were sick, for the people that were dying. You see the way he cared for people when they were hungry, how he fed them how he cast out devil spirits from people that were afflicted, um, the way that he had compassion on people, that Jesus Christ always had compassion upon people, and the way that he loved people. He loved them in such a big, deep way. He loved all of us that he didn't even know enough to lay down his life for us. And so tonight I thought we would just kind of look a little bit at that heart of Jesus Christ and what he did and what we can do. So turn to Mark chapter 1. In Mark chapter 1, we're going to pick it up in verse 28. And this is right after um, Jesus Christ went into Capernaum, and he had just cast out a devil spirit from an unclean man. So that's kind of what had just happened when we're picking it up. It says, And immediately... His fame spread abroad throughout all the region around Galilee. So the word is spreading fast of what he's doing. And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. So he had just come out of this synagogue where he cast it out, and he goes to these people's house. And Simon, it says, verse 30, but Simon's wife's mother lay sick of fever, and anon they tell him of her. So he comes out of this, and he goes to his friend's mother-in-law's house, and they're like, she's sick. And they tell him, and we have to see what he does. It says, <clears throat> oh, hold on. And he, verse 31, came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. So he heals her, and immediately she gets up and starts ministering unto them. She starts taking care of them. And 
you know, you just see his love for them and, and the way that the people loved Jesus Christ. In verse 32, And at even, when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. So he's got already quite a busy day that's been going on. And he is there and they start bringing to him all the people that are sick with diseases and all the people that have issues of devil spirits. And it says, verse 33, and all the city was gathered together at the door. And I can just picture it, you know, the word spreads of this guy and what he's doing. And, oh, he cast a devil out and, you know, he can heal people. And you either have a problem that you want to be healed for, so you're there, or you just kind of want to see it happening. I can just imagine the buzz and the electricity of the environment there. So they're all gathering and they all want to see what's going to happen. In verse 34, and he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So he's had this huge day and he has just been go, go, going for God. And so he wakes up nice and early to get out there and just have a little alone time with God and to pray and just to have some time with him and the Father. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, all men seek for thee. Mm. So he gets out there to have his quiet time and here they come looking <laughs> for him and they say, all men are looking for you. Everybody, everybody wants to see you. And I can imagine he was tired. But verse 38, it says, And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. And therefore came I forth. So he, he doesn't say, guys, no, I need a little break. I need a day off. Like that was a lot. No, he says, well, then let's go to the next town so that I can take care of the people there. In verse 39, and he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. So he just keeps going and going. And verse 40, and there came a leper to him. So a leper is someone who has leprosy. And that's a disease that eats away your flesh. And it's awful. And it's highly, highly contagious. The lepers weren't supposed to even be in the cities. You cannot touch them. And so here comes a leper to Jesus Christ. And he beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying to him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. So here's this leper and, and he's lovingly asking to be healed. And he says he knows that if Jesus Christ will, that he can be clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. There's that compassion, that love that he had for people at all times. He put forth his hands and he what? Touched he touched him. And... It was funny reading this now because it's not anything compared to it, but we've been living with COVID for the last year. And you think about people who maybe live alone and they don't have a family in their house with them and how you're not supposed to touch anybody. You're not supposed to get in six feet with anyone. You can't hug them. You can't hold their hand. You can't embrace them. And I know so many people feel so lonely right now with just that. And it's just... You know, it's just COVID. It's not leprosy. And this man must not have had anyone touch him. And just that touch alone had to have been so healing to him that Jesus Christ loved him enough that he reached out and touched him. And it says um, in 41, And saith unto him, I will 
be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. I wish I could have been there to see it, to see the joy in that man's face, to see the comfort to his soul that he must have had to be healed from this terrible, terrible disease. But Jesus, he, he was moved with compassion and he loved these people and he just gave and gave and gave for them. And, and he healed this man. Turn to Matthew chapter 14. So here he is, Jesus Christ, and he's out here and he's doing big things. And the word is really spreading. You know, everybody's hearing that he's healing people, that he's casting out devils, that, that people's lives are changing and multitudes kind of start to gather. And so where we pick up in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus Christ had just learned that his cousin John the Baptist was beheaded. And he had just heard about this. And not only was that his blood, but that was someone that he loved deeply. That was a wonderful man of God. And he was just beheaded. And it says, Matthew chapter 14, verse 13, When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. So he goes to get a little quiet time just to feel, as I'm sure we would all feel if we lost someone we love, to grieve. And the people hear that he's going out there and they follow him. And Jesus Christ says, everybody get out of here, get away. No. no. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. And he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give them to eat. He loved these people so much, and he could have sent them away at that time, but he didn't. He saw the need that these people had. He saw that they were drawn to him, their heart toward him, and he was moved with compassion. And so he said, feed them. And in verse 17, they said unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. And this is a multitude of people. They cannot possibly feed all of these people with five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus said, bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took five loaves and two fishes and looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they all did eat and were filled. It wasn't just everyone got a little nibble to, you know, just, okay, we're just going to try to stay that hungriness away for a little bit. No, they all ate and they were filled. He took care of them and he gave the loaves to the Yes, and they did eat and were filled, and they took up the fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Beside women and children. And they had more left over at the end than they started with. And what an incredible miracle that was done, that each of these people that were there, they were taken care of. They were fed. They weren't going hungry on his watch. Just the way he loved them, it just, it melts your heart just to think of that, the care that Jesus Christ had for people.
Turn to Luke chapter 7. You know, I think about he never had days off. He didn't have breaks. He didn't have privacy. He didn't have his own home where he would go and kind of retreat and recharge and come back like we do. You know, he just, he was out there. He was out there working for God. He was out there serving God's people, taking care of them, and he wasn't complaining and he wasn't mad or sarcastic or doing it begrudgingly. He really had a heart to take care of God's people. He had a heart to love and to serve them. And he did so in such a deep and wonderful way. And he was joyful. You know, he was the son of God and he was perfect. And, and it, he was joyful to do these things. Turn to Luke chapter 7. We're going to pick it up in verse 15. Or no, verse 11, I'm sorry. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many and his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh in the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. So here's this poor woman whose only son dies. She has no husband. He's already dies. And I can just imagine that he meant everything to her. And here he is being carried out, and much of the people of the city were with her. And she's having to say goodbye to him. He's gone, and they're taking him away. And she's crying. And here comes Jesus Christ, and he walks up and he sees this. What would you do? What would you do if you were Jesus Christ and you see this and the situation is made known unto you? I can't imagine. And when the Lord saw her, he had what? Compassion. He had compassion on her. Each of these records that we've looked at, every time that Jesus Christ does something wonderful for these people, it says he had compassion. He had compassion on the people. He cared. He cared so deeply. He loved so much. And he sees this woman crying in this situation, and he has compassion on her. And he says, weep not. And when he came and touched the bier, and they that bear him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, arise. He says to this dead person, get up. And what happens? He that was dead sat up and began to speak. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine the mother's joy. And he was delivered him to his mother. Jesus Christ, he just loved. He just loved so deeply. And he believed God so much that he trusted that as he did these things that God wanted him to do, that God's power would never fail him. Mm -hmm. And it didn't. He didn't say, arise, and everyone's like, he's dead, and nothing happened. <laughs> he says, arise, and the boy gets up, and he starts talking. And he goes to his mother, and, and they were restored to one another. And... It's just so incredible, the love that you see, the way he worked. And it's incredible to think that we can do these things. You know, Jesus Christ, he, he loved us so much that he laid down his life for all of us. He laid down his life and he died and he was dead. And God raised him from the dead. And now he's seated in the heavenlies. And because of that, 
We have this connection to God. We have this Holy Spirit. And we can do all of these things. We can cast out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We can heal the sick in the name of Jesus Christ. We can raise the dead in the name of Jesus Christ. We have huge power. But we can also love people with a love that's beyond exhaustion and human ability and all of the things that we do face in our lives. We can love them with a love that is so much deeper and a love that is so much more pure because of Jesus Christ, because we see how he lived and because of what he gave for us. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. And it's something that and we should endeavor every day more and more to live like Jesus Christ, not just in that we're kind to each other or that we're not fighting with our siblings or whatever, but in the way that we are out there taking care of the people with needs, that we are giving of our lives to them in that such a big way. And Jesus Christ, you know, he was a man. He had feelings. He felt things. We don't have to not have feelings. We can be moved with compassion. We can be moved with love. We can see situations and we can change them because of our hearts, because we care. Turn to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, we're going to pick it up in verse 9. And this is Jesus Christ talking. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. And we've seen that love. You see that love all throughout the Gospels. We know how he loved people. And he says that's the way that God loves us. That's the Father's love for us. Jesus Christ always made known the will of the Father. He always did his Father's will. And that he loved him. And he says, as the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Mm -hmm. So he's charging the people to continue in that love of Christ. Verse 10. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you. And that's what I was talking about earlier. He was joyful. Jesus Christ was joyful because he could do these things. He wasn't burdened down. He wasn't, you know, dragging through. He was joyful. And he says that that joy might remain in us and that your joy might be full. And isn't that incredible that when you have that love of God, that your joy is full? This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. And that's what Jesus Christ charges us to do. He charges us to love one another just like he loved us, just like he loved the people. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for his friends. And that's what Jesus Christ did for us. He laid down his life for us. He laid down his life for the people who hated him. He laid down his life for the people who weren't born yet, the people who didn't know. They didn't get to see. We didn't get to be there and gather around his door and watch him heal all those people or cast out the devils. But we read about it and we get to know his heart through the word of God. But he laid down his life for all of us. And that is the greatest love, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends. If you do 
whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. And I, I can't even imagine just being there and being called Jesus' friend. I mean, what a privilege, what an honor to be his friend. And he says, I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. And that is why we get to have the power that we have. It is through Jesus Christ's name. That's where our power is. And we can do all these things and greater things because we have that Holy Spirit connection, because we have that power. He says, these things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world the world would love his own, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. And sometimes when you're out in this world and you're doing God's will, people are going to hate you. You're not going to be the most liked because unfortunately, Adam gave the power over to the devil when he sinned and the devil is the God of this world. So the things that happen in this world, the things that are glorified and held up on a pedestal in this world that everyone thinks are so wonderful, well, the devil is the God of this world. So if you go against those things, if you speak the truth, if you're doing what Jesus Christ commanded you to do, you're not always popular, but that's okay. Because Jesus Christ said, if they hate you, don't worry, they hated me first. And here's this man, and all he did was give in love and do his father's will, and they hated him for it. But remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, verse 20. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all of these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. They don't know God. They don't know the heart of God, these people. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which were done, other man did. They, ha they had not had sin, but now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. Mm -hmm. But this cometh to pass Pass, that the word might be fulfilled, that it is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. Mm -hmm. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. These things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended." They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he does God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. Jesus Christ knew the Father. He knew the heart of the Father. But they didn't know the heart of the Father. They didn't know God. And they did these things, and they did them in God's name, they said. But it was not true, because we see the heart. 
we know the hardest to love and to care and to give. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, ye, rem me, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asketh me, where goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Mm -hmm. And it had to have been such great sorrow for Jesus Christ to be leaving these people that he gave so much for. You know, you talk about investing yourself into someone. And I've heard people say so many times, I have invested so much of my time and my care into this person. And for them to walk away, it's just, you know, a slap in the face or, you know, it hurts so badly. Well, he invested so much of himself into people. He invested everything and they hated him. But it was better still that he go and not be with the people that did love him and doing this work so that we could have what we have. And so Jesus Christ, he commanded them to love, and he commanded us to love one another. And that was the summation of all of the law, that if you love one another, that you're keeping God's commandment, that you're doing all of the things that God would have you to do. And you just see the heart of Jesus Christ and what it really means to be Christ-like. We've read and we've seen what he did for people, how he cared for them, how he was moved with compassion. And we can do these same things. We can live like Jesus Christ. We can give like Jesus Christ. We can treat each other with that love, that kindness, that compassion. And we can do so much through that name of Jesus Christ as well. You can't bring me down, the word is on my mind.